What's going on, Praise Podcast family? Welcome to the Praise Podcast. My name is Eric Lyde. I am, of course, joined by the Brooke Paninski, the greatest co-host of all time. And we are excited to be bringing you episode number two of season three. It is going to be awesome. But you know what else makes today awesome, Brooke? What? It is one day away from your birthday. <laughs> Tomorrow. Tomorrow is Brooke's birthday. Yeah. Well, real not, time. I'm it's saying. not just, it, well, yeah, depending on October 28th. <laughs> yeah, so they'll miss it. They would have missed it. They have missed it. Yeah. So, but it's not That's too late. Right. We've we're, not missed it. We're we're still accepting <laughs> cash checks, cards, <laughs> gift cards, whatever, uh, whatever, however you want to celebrate Brooke's birthday. Brooke. Yeah. You turn thirty tomorrow. I do. I feel like you're almost avoiding it. You're on your phone. You're like avoiding. Well, you're avoiding this. No, I'm not avoiding not it. I just also it? forgot to pick a song for my song spotlight, so I was uh-huh. trying to do that really fast while you called me out on my birthday. But I um, know we can talk about it. I I don't. I'm not afraid of turning thirty. Um, I didn't really have any expectation as to what um, turning thirty would be like or feel like, but I'm way more excited about it than I am yeah. like sad about it. Yeah, I feel good about. So there are things, there are certain times, like every now and then, like I feel good about my gift. I think my gift is going to be a solid gift that you will appreciate. Oh, it's a practical you. gift. Yeah, which I feel like <laughs> an you alarm appreciate. clock. <laughs> yeah, yes, it's an alarm clock. So I'm it's, not late. Yeah, it's an alarm clock. It's that's funny. It's uh, yeah. No, I think I think you're. I think you will. You will appreciate it. But see, I'm I'm a gift person. Like I like to receive gifts, but like literally just as much as getting gifts. Like I like when I get something from someone and I'm like, you literally know me. You know, like that's what makes me feel good. And I like knowing my people and I like thinking about them or like when I pick out something for them for whatever it is. Um like and whether it be big or small or like you said practical or just I never never saw it coming like I just oh, I don't know I just love it it's so much fun like mm-hmm. I I love not only being like or like you know receiving a good gift of like oh my gosh you know me but I like when I know I gave a good gift yeah you know <laughs> I feel like I'm in uh, this uh, that's where I like I get excited when I feel like I have a good gift to give yeah exactly like it's more than just it's more than just a gift card. That's good, but gift cards are great too. I know. I mean, it could include that. I'm not saying it doesn't include that. I'm just saying, like, the thought. I'm excited. I feel like there was. I just my thought process was clear on it. Yeah. And I feel good about it. Yeah, I. That's good. I feel good about it too, boss. So (laughs) excited to see it. Yeah. So hopefully, (laughs) hopefully everyone else will. uh, You can just pause what you're doing right now, and you can sing "Happy Birthday" to Brooke. Wow. Wherever you are. Thank you. And yeah, because the party begins. Are you doing anything fun for your birthday? Hayden, oh, he always does something kind of fun for my birthday. So I'm sure mm-hmm. he's got a few things up his sleeve. Mm. And so I'm just kind of like waiting. You're just waiting. You don't know. Yeah. Like, I know he's doing something, but as like the details, I don't know any about that. Okay. So I'm just like. So it's going to be, it could be a legitimate surprise. I mean, yeah, but I also know him. So I know he's either going <laughs> to do something tonight or tomorrow. So it's going to be a matter of when. Okay. But it's it's always a surprise of just like what he does. You okay. know? So, Got it. Yeah. Got it. But that's good enough for me. Good enough. Yeah. It's good I'm, enough. Yep. Yep. Great. Yep. All fun. All good. All right. Well, welcome to the Praise Podcast. Uh, we have started a brand new season. So if you are just uh, finding us and tuning in, uh, we have two other seasons, season one, season two. Honestly, there's not a whole lot of rhyme or reason to why we do seasons. It just It's w- literally one of those options. You can click, hey, do you want to start a new season? And so uh, usually around September, we're like, yeah. Yes, we want to start a new season. So <laughs> yeah. that's what we did. It's like a uh, mark, like a, I mean, isn't that what we land on? Like around a year. A year. It's around a year. Yeah. yeah. So it helps I mean, us organize it in our brains. I though. guess there is a little rhyme or reason to it. But yeah, so you should definitely go back, listen to season one, listen to season two. Uh, we've got a lot of great episodes in there that you can listen through. Um, this episode, unlike last week, will be coming to you on time. So uh, we had a lot of people checking in to make sure we were okay. And you know what? We really appreciated that because people are like, hey, yo, what's up? You released your episodes on these days and you failed. And, we were, <laughs> and, and uh, yeah. But they did it in such a kind, caring way. And we loved it. So 
we we didn't want to repeat that mistake again. So, uh, yeah, it, always, as always, you can like, you can share this podcast. That helps us uh, just get seen and heard by more people. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't really talked about ratings and reviews in a long time, I feel like. Mm. But you should leave one. You, you should. should do it. Leave a rating. <laughs> Let leave us a know how good we're doing or how poorly we are yeah, doing at this. But if, if you feel like we're doing poorly, then just don't leave a rating <laughs> just or review. Don't, that, yeah. That's your way of telling, <laughs> telling us, us we're doing poorly. Um, oh, that's funny. Because believe it or not, there's plenty of people that let us know when, you know, if there's something. You know, we work in a church. So mm-hmm. if you don't know Brooke and I, we both work at a church. <laughs> um, so there's plenty of people that let us know when you know, something's not right. So, yeah, but you can leave a rating review. That's always real helpful as well, and mm-hmm. we love reading those. And emails we, are the best, though. I don't even care good. if you leave a review or rate whatever. <laughs> I love when you email me. Yeah, that is true. It is, like, the best part. Like We when got I a couple of, emails this past week. Yeah. And those were great. Those are so good. And even, I mean, I know, like, every Tuesday morning when I get into the office, more times than not, I'm going to have an email from my girl, Brenda, because that's what Brenda does. She just is such an encourager. And then, um, or she'll text me or something, whatever, Mm -hmm. but I'm just, she's the best. But yeah, I love like coming and start a new week off on some really good, like encouraging emails from just, you know, the weekend or the podcast or whatever. And yeah, Yeah. just like, okay. Shout out to Lindsay. Lindsay sent us a really nice email. Lindsay sent us a great email. Yeah, Yeah, that was really sweet. Shout out to Lindsay. Yeah. If you want to do that, if you mm-hmm. want to be in our Tuesday morning mail, <laughs> yeah, maybe that's what we should call it. Tuesday morning w- mail. We, we start a new, maybe we start a whole new segment. Yeah. And we call it Tuesday, Tuesday morning, morning mail. mail. That we don't, <laughs> well, we could get it on Tuesday. <laughs> you wouldn't hear it until, well, whenever you listen. But Oh, my goodness. Yeah. We'll have to think about that. Look into that. There might be, that might be a good, a good addition. A good addition. But yeah. So you can email us at eric at centralnow.com. Or Brooke at centralnow.com. That's E R I C at centralnow.com or B R O O K E at centralnow.com. What's funny is I just assume they know how to spell centralnow.com, but I'm like, they'll never know how to spell <laughs> Still Brooke Eric. Eric. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, but oh, well. surely Central Now, they can figure that out. So. And Eric, I mean, that gets confusing. It could be well, a I'm C telling you, though, or some K people, at the end. Some psychopaths put K's at the end. I know, and, and some forget E's on Brooke. Yeah, that's, it's, that's um, you're right. I'm just saying, for all you, I don't know, there's like a weird personal thing about, like, Eric's with a K. I don't know why, but I just have a different vibe you're about like, him. You're like, I just don't think I like you. I, I don't, don't know you, I don't, but I don't I, like, like how you spell your name. Like, and I don't like when people spell my name with a K. You're like, who do you think I am? Yeah, like, <laughs> I feel like it says something about me as a person when they put a K on the end of my name instead of They're a like, C. They're like, we don't like him. It must be a K. Yeah, I feel like it's probably, like, <laughs> it's probably similar for Zach's, like, with Zach's between H's and K's. Yeah, that's true. There's something about the K that just kind of, I don't know, it feels I, aggressive. Here, no, I do like the CH on Zach's, yeah, preferably. Feels, no offense to the CK's, but... No, it just, it yeah. feels different. Yeah. It feels different. It does. All right. Well, cool. Let's talk about a song spotlight. Yeah, I've got a good one, so one. you go first. No, but I don't, Save the best for last. But I don't want to <laughs> take yours. What if I take your good one? I bet you $100 you will not take my wow, song. This really, wants, this really makes <laughs> me want to figure it out. I don't think you will. You don't even have $100, so it doesn't matter. Oh, oh man. All right. My, my song spotlight Let's hear it. is actually... Um, oh, text music. Hey, look. Hold on, I'm going to look at this. Just cause. So our friend Caden, who works with us, uh, he does all of our all of our video Yeah, editing. they're at Disney World. They're at Disney World right them. now. So I've been they're getting, gone for like a week, and yeah, it's like... Ugh. I've been getting all the updates, and he just sent me a picture. They're getting ready to ride the Guardians of the Galaxy ride Ooh. at Epcot. Is that he, one of your favorites? That is my favorite yeah, ride that I wrote. that's what I thought. And so he just sent me a picture. <laughs> that and so Ratatouille. It <laughs> Rat- it Ratatouille, yeah. <laughs> Ratatouille's number two. Yeah. Oh, Which, gosh. for what it's worth, Ratatouille, I believe, is um, so. This could take us down a whole road. You're oh, gonna say go there, it's the future of coasters. No, well, no, it's really it, the ride itself. But I think Ratatouille, as a movie in general, oh. is an underrated Pixar movie. Oh sure. And sometime maybe we can talk about Pixar because <laughs> Wait, I have that's not gonna be today. I have a Pixar power rankings uh, where I have every Pixar movie uh, ranked <laughs> oh, in man. order, and I love to talk about it. And it gets people fired up because my rankings are not. That you know, sounds like a new podcast you should yeah. start by yourself. Pixar Power <laughs> Rankings. <laughs> I mean, don't tempt me because I can oh talk about gosh. some Pixar movies. Well, why don't you talk about your song Spotlight? Oh, yeah, that, is that what we were doing? 
I'm just in a mood today. It's all right. You know? It's I'm okay. I'm just kind of all over the place. Mm-hmm. Hold on. Let me find it. So uh, my song Spotlight is actually, it's a song you sang this past weekend. Praise oh. You Anywhere by oh. Brandon Lake. Um, one, you did a great job explaining it. Two, you did a great mm. job singing it. But mm. um, I don't know. It's just kind of a different song. Mm-hmm. It's all right. I don't know that I love's a strong word, but um, it seemed very, people seem fairly engaged with You're it. like, it's grown on me. It is grown on It's one of those songs that the more I've listened to it, the first time I listened to it, I was like, yeah, nah. Uh, but as I've listened to it more, I will admit it has grown on me. And maybe yeah. my initial harshness towards the song yeah. was... Because you heard it on the radio first. That's... Well, <laughs> I, I don't listen to the radio, so I, I don't hear any song there first. Uh, but, I guess that's true. But when I hear mm-hmm. a song, I feel like it's like a radio meter. Like, mm-hmm. I can tell, like, mm-hmm. that song is on the radio. Mm-hmm. You can just tell. You just yeah. know. That one definitely is. But <sighs> it's yeah, all right. But thanks. But yeah. But it's Brandon Lake. Mm-hmm. But he's kind of... He's kind of selling out to radio songs. Oh, you know, I think he he's does been a hanging good out role. with Phil Wickham too. Yeah, much. but he does his own thing. Yeah. You leave, you leave Phil and Brandon alone. That's right. Phil's basically sponsoring our Christmas this <laughs> yeah. year, so I can't say <laughs> much about true. Phil either. It's basically Christmas at Central <laughs> with sponsor, Phil. Yeah, sponsored by <laughs> Phil Wickham. So. Yeah. Oh right. my gosh. All right, get break down this break down this this hundred dollar song for me. Okay. Well, it's actually worth talking about and um, worthwhile for our listeners. Oh. <laughs> Are you saying everything we've talked about to this point is not worthwhile? That is pretty close to what I'm saying. But um, no, so um, I've talked pretty openly um, and um, for the last few years for sure just about our journey as foster parents. And we have three foster children, their siblings. We've had them since April of 2021. And... if you know anything about the foster care system, there's nothing that happens quickly. And everything that does happen truly does feel like a miracle when it is in the favor of the children. Um, we started out, in this case, particularly um, being told that it was an open and shut ordeal. I remember that being one of the first questions I asked. I was like, "How? I mean, how long will we have these kids? Because, you know, we just obviously we're partnering with the agency we're um for reunification and all these things and so we just kind of in our mind with the chaos of moving homes and all the things we were you know had going on we were just trying to gauge you know possibly how long we would you know have these three children and they said open and closed deal like you know it should be pretty simple straightforward whatever and in my spirit I knew that wasn't true and there's a few things as to why I could I I in that moment, which is powerful that, um, I'll share one day, but I knew that that wasn't true, but logically and just, I I thought for maybe the sake of guarding my heart, I just uh, believed that, you know, to an extent. And the more we had our children and the longer that everything went, the more that we really truly saw like, um, the Lord speak over them um, and just watching his will play out over their lives um, was really wild. I mean, to see um, what was called an open and shut ordeal um, transform into, um, as of yesterday, an adoption case. And I mean, that's just unheard of. Um, And the Lord is, again, I can't emphasize enough, just done everything in his timing and I mean, miracles, miracles. I mean, when you just everything about this is so out of our hands and out of our control. And so it's been really cool to see just the Lord go before not only our kids, but us, you know. And so um, anyways, my friend Shia, she um, shared a song at with me at team night Um and I just thought, ugh, like I'm so grateful because it was, um, it's called On Time God. And it the, that was my second, it guess. was not even close on your radar, <laughs> but it's called On Time God. And the lyrics of it are so powerful and just reiterating, like, even when things are so messy and so difficult and you're not sure you're going to make it, like his timing is still so perfect. And so even in the hardest valleys and seasons of foster care, when I'm literally not sure how to take another step forward, and even if I could muster up the energy, I'm not even sure what sh- like which direction to go or what decision to make. I mean, no clarity. And, you know, it's just the Lord is so faithful and he's always on time. And we might feel like 
temptation to feel abandoned or the temptation to feel like he doesn't hear us or the temptation to believe the lie that he isn't near. And this song is really cool because it meets you in that place that we've all been or we will be. And it just declares truth over that circumstance instead. And, um, so right now, um, there's one huge, huge, huge mountain in the way of our children actually officially becoming adopted. And it could be another upward of 36 months before we find out if we're even able to adopt them because of the situation. And um, you just think like, man, Lord, like, I would have had so much more fear two years ago if this was the news that we were given. But right now, I just have so much peace that I'm standing and believing that I'm going to see one more miracle from you on their behalf. And so, yeah, this song is called On Time God. And I think a girl named Abby sings it. Um, and is it Chandler Moore, maybe? I should have looked. I'm not positive. He's a guy. But yeah, he, he, he is the guy. Yeah, he's the Mav City guy. But it's good. So, yeah, check it out. Look it up. But um, my favorite lyric I'll share as I close um, it is, um, <clears throat> it says, on time, God, you love the impossible. On time, God, you love doing miracles. And I'm just like, yeah, he does. He loves doing the impossible things, and he loves doing miracles for his children. So, yep, that's the song. Good stuff. It's great stuff. Yeah. Good. Cool. Good stuff. Yeah. All right, so here's what we're talking about today. Speaking of good stuff. Speaking of gold, <laughs> good stuff. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we've been in this series at our church. Um, as we mentioned, Brooke and I work at Central Christian mm-hmm. Church in Mount Vernon, Illinois. Um, we are part of our creative arts team in here and um, specifically involved a lot with worship. But mm-hmm. our church has been in this series called Body of Believers. And I guess it would be... I don't know, it was a couple weeks ago, whatever now, that John talked about uh, the mind was one of the areas that we focused on. And so as a part of that, uh, Pacey Reynolds, who is our high school pastor, asked, uh, he did like a panel um, with myself, Brooke, Chapel Davis, who's one of our residents here, Mm -hmm. and um, Pacey, and we did kind of like a panel discussion, students submitted questions about well, they were kind of all random, but uh, most of them had to do with the mind <laughs> yeah. uh, in true high school fashion. There was like a bunch of mind questions and then like the random like you know, rabbit squirrels. I've been dying to yeah. ask this even <laughs> yeah. though it's nothing I've to do really with I've been really wondering about yeah. this, um, but they were all great. They were <laughs> they all were. great questions. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, so Brooke and I, we had the opportunity to go and be a part of this panel. And, and Chapel doing this too, Yeah, which and, fun. And, and Chapel was there. And so... Um, we after we got done talking about it, I was like, man, this just feels like this is probably our next podcast episode mm. because one, uh, I mean, it was a panel. It was high school students. You know, we were limited on time, and B is like, you know, a lot of this stuff we're talking about is not just. It's not like it's a high school problem. This is yeah. like just a human problem, yeah. and something that even you know we all deal with some more than others. Um, so I thought, you know what, let's let's just have this conversation in a spot mm-hmm. where uh, we have an hour where to we do have it. a lot more time. <laughs> we have a lot more time. Listen, Pacey, to do you it know, we don't have conversations in the span of 15 minutes. Yeah. And we don't have to be so. Uh, yeah, we don't have to be. Yeah. We Well, not that we ever really guard our words, but um, we it's, it's just it's our it's our home turf, you know, so <laughs> which is funny because I told Brooks, so, I mean, uh-huh. obviously, like I spent nine the first nine years of my time on staff here mm-hmm. were spent in like I was a part of the high school ministry in some way or the other um, doing worship, whatever. So, I mean, I, I was there for a really long time. And then of course I grew up in it and was a part of it as a volunteer before that. So, I mean, there's a lot of years built up in that room. Uh, and, you know, I still will come back and do worship in there every now and then. But I, I told her, I was like, man, it is so wild that you can spend all this time in this place. And then you just, you know, like you, you're away for a couple of years and you come back and you're like, it's like you were just never even there, you know? It's, it's humbling. <laughs> it was. It's humbling and it's yeah. also just kind of like, it's just crazy, you mm-hmm. know, just how, um, yeah, it's just, it's just, it was a wild feeling to be yeah. back in there, but it was fun. So I think probably the best way, I'm just going to throw out one of the questions mm-hmm. that was asked that we answered. And I think that will probably just spur us on from, from there Great. on out. But, um, 
So basically, the one of the first questions was, how do I how do I protect my mind from Satan, hmm. or just in general, hmm. how do I how do I protect my mind? So Brooke, hmm. how do I protect my mind? Oh man, I mean, my first, I'm I don't honestly even remember like these questions and the points that we made. So it's just fresh conversation for me. But um, I protecting our minds so important, and I think like the number one thing that I feel like personally for me I've been able to use to combat um against the attack of my mind is knowing the word of God believing um and being aware of his character and um practicing um like like the saying it out loud and and for me a lot of times that looks like worship um and and singing these things and I've shared before it's really hard to like lead in this capacity like I never like the weight of accountability I feel like people just don't get like I cannot I cannot muster up (laughs) something from within me to sing a song about a situation or about the Lord or about whatever that I just don't mean and so I mean it's, I can, I mean, and I'm so thankful, I'm so thankful for that, um, because it forces me when I show up on a Sunday morning, like one way, it forces me to have to step out of my flesh, you know, and, and into the truth of what I know to be true about God, and, and, and when I am singing these songs about his goodness, then, like, when I'm doing that, like, my, my flesh will catch up, but, like, my spirit sets fire, like, I'm singing, and I believe in your goodness, and, like, declaring these things and believing them to be true, like, it is all a part of protecting your mind, you know, of what you constantly are combating, and, like, filtering past of, like, what's true and what's not, what's reality and what's not, um, yeah, so I mean, when you talk about protecting your mind, I think those are like the things that I practically just truly every day in like small ways or larger ways, depending on like what I'm walking through. Like I'm in the word, I'm reminding myself of the character of God and I'm making myself step into a posture of worship to be able to sing and say and declare um, these things about God and about circumstances that I'm in, like until I believe them. Yeah. I'm going to read Philippians 4, 4 through 9. Uh, This was something I read, but I think think it gives us just a really good, a really good road map. Road map. That's good. Always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again. Rejoice. Let everyone see that you are considerate in all you do. Remember the Lord is coming soon. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice all you learned and received from me, everything you heard from me and saw me doing. Then God, then the God of peace will be with you. And I think that that is just, I don't know, that feels like it's obviously way more uh, straightforward and simple Mm. than it actually is to carry that out. Mm. But I just think it's so, because, you know, one of the things, and John did a really good job talking about this. You should go back, listen to his sermon if you haven't heard it. But there's kind of this stigma around mental health. Like, mm-hmm. when, as soon as you start talking about this, like mental health, your mind, anxiety, worry, mm-hmm. I think everybody's just like their triggers go up. They're mm-hmm. like, because for some people, it's a really big deal. For others, you know, they have thought, there's very strong opinions mm-hmm. one way or the other. And I thought John did a really great job. Of just talking about like really, and I agree, you know, um, and I've probably done it some myself, but like I think the church has almost like worry shamed, you know, people. Um, like basically, like if you have any type of worry or anxiety, then you're not, you know, you're not a Christian or you're not a good enough Christian or you mm. know, you're this or that. And there really is some truth to that, I think, you know, like, and I, I was, I'm sure we'll talk about like you're going to, like, we're human. Mm-hmm. We're going to have those things. Mm-hmm. It's what we do with them 
that matters. It's mm-hmm. what we do with them that counts. And so I would encourage you, if you're listening to this, and maybe mental health is 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 kind of one of those buzzwords for you or kind of gets your guard up, you know, I just want to encourage you that, you know, worry and anxiety, those are all human emotions that we deal with. The question is, what do we do with them and how do we handle them? So with that being said, I feel like this is, because it's not saying, I mean, I know in this it says don't worry about anything, but instead pray about everything. And I think that is, that's the reality is it's, it's not that you're not going to worry because we're going to have it. Mm-hmm. We're going to have those moments, but it's what, what do we do with it? Instead of worrying, we pray, we, we turned our, we turn our worries into prayers. Yeah. There's, there's an action step or steps that simply are required of us when we are walking through seasons of, of this. And, um, whether that be a season or whether that be what feels like your life in general, like whatever that looks like, there is, um, I mean, like you said, with your roadmap, like there are things that we are taught to do in the word, I mean, told to do, um, but it requires us to actually step out and do them. And so many times we kind of get bound by just thinking that we think the way that we think and that's how we were made or that, it, you know, that it will always be this way or that it can't be undone or that I'll never feel um, comfortable in my own skin. I'll never be able to think about a situation and it not and not be flooded with anxiety about it. I'm not ever going to get over that abuse or that trauma or that season. I'm always going to have this burden like it's always going to be a part of my story. And like there's just something about us that always feels like we'll never be able to be free from it. But that's what's so cool about God. And I think when you see passionate people who are free, like why they're so passionate, because we um, we believe and buy into the lie that our minds and our situations will only ever be the way that they are. But when we experience freedom from the heaviness of that, like it's the gratitude that like then we operate in of like I was once there and I'm not anymore. And it is truly only by the grace of God. And so it just fuels, you know, it fuels us up. It fires us up to like preach about the freedom that comes from the Lord and, and his ability to, his ability to heal and restore and deliver. And when we talk about set free, like we're talking about set free. Like you don't even realize that the anxiety or the depression or the oppression that you're carrying and operating in could not be there. You've just settled for the lie that it will only ever be that way for you. And so I just think it's so important to combat Again, combat with the action step, um, and whether it's a, a season or, you know, of healing that you walk through, or if it's immediate deliverance, like both are options for us to experience as Christians and people who believe that God can do that. Yeah, yeah. and I, and that's where because I don't know I I've talked about this with the, the high schoolers, but like, you know, we you hear the the saying you know you are what you eat, mm-hmm. and I mean it's so true in every other part of our lives. Like if, if we don't take in the right things, then we can't expect these outcomes. I mean, right. because it, it literally tell I mean, it tells us it's not a secret. I mean, it says instead, pray about everything, tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which mm-hmm. peace, I think we misunderstand as like, Peace. If we're in peace, then nothing's wrong. Everything's fine. I feel great. Mm-hmm. All positive vibes. Mm-hmm. Everything's good. But that's really not peace. Mm-hmm. Like peace is peace is not the absence of those things. Peace is knowing who is in control when you're in the middle of the chaos. When you're in the middle of those things, that's what peace is. It's knowing who is in control. And so then, if we do that, then we experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. And here's the key thing. How do I protect my mind? Well, his peace will guard our hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. So, okay, Eric, what do I, what do I do? Like, I want to, I want that. I want to do that. So then what do I do? Okay, well then this is where it matters what you take in. Because then he goes on to say, and now dear brothers and sisters, one final thing, fix your thoughts. Okay. So 
what are you thinking on? What are you taking in? You know, I mean, if, if Facebook and the news and negative conversations with your coworkers or you're always complaining, if that's what you're taking in, then it's no wonder that you're anxious and worried all the time. Or we could do what Scripture tells us, what Paul is telling us to do here. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice all you learned and received from me. And then the God of peace will be with you. And I think like, okay, so you say, okay, well, what are those things? What are What is something that's true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable and excellent and worthy of praise? Mm-hmm. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Like, where is he at? Where is your, it's, it's the relationship with him. It's scripture. It's prayer time. It's time with Jesus. I mean, that is mm-hmm. all of, he is all of those things. He is every single one checks the box Mm -hmm. and the reality is if we're honest there's a lot of people that are experiencing all these things and they're like i want that i want that i want that but we take zero action yeah towards that relationship with jesus yeah well and one thing i'm going to say like about that um uh, not to call you out but to call you out Like, if you literally know in hidden places you have behavior or desires or you've been making decisions, um, like, that are not God-honoring or that you want to keep hidden, like, those are the things you need to go after first. I mean, there's something really real about when you have the understanding that literally every part of us will be exposed before the Father one day. And the things that, the thoughts or the temptation or the desires or the um, the secrets or, you know, what all these things that we want to, we feel like we can hide and fake it um, to the people on the outside. Like, you have to understand, like, the Lord is well aware of what you're doing. And so is the enemy. The enemy is very pleased that he's got you in this position. Um, And the Lord is aware, but the Lord wants to shed light on it, you know. And, like, when you have, like, these worldly, I would say, side effects of sin, a lot of times looks like anxiety, depression, and oppression, suicide, like all these things are really heavy weighty stuff that we don't always like to talk about mm-hmm. as the church, but they're very, very real prevalent problems everywhere in the church. And so I think that's the first thing that we've got to like figure out inside of us or like, where are these places in me, God, that like are, if we're exposed to you right now and exposed to everybody I know and love and who trust me, like, like if make them pure like help me you know if they're whatever it is you know what it is like when I'm talking about it right now it's the first thing that comes to your mind like those are the things you need to deal with first and foremost and you're talking about um um the scripture that you read of just like what you're filling yourself up with like those things are not of Jesus those things look nothing like Jesus those things aren't for Jesus those things weren't given to you by Jesus and you still hanging on to them and 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 just like marinating in them for so long it's soaked into your spirit and it's like and and I mean it really disrupts um the peace it disrupts the purity it disrupts the holiness and the righteousness and um I mean there's just a lot there and it's no shame there's no condemnation but it's time to be convicted and it's time to learn how to be people who repent again you know, we've mm-hmm. lost the spirit yeah. of repentance, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. For sure. For sure. And it's not like, like, it's not like God says, go figure all this out yeah. and then come back. Right. Like he said, like, he wants to help. Well, the only, the reality is he's the only thing that can help you out of those things. Yeah. So, you know, the lie again of the enemy is you've got to get rid of all these issues first, you know, before you come clean to the Lord. And it's like, 
no, that's not true. That's not how that works. Like where you are, how you are and the circumstances you're in, like that is like the only way you'll ever experience freedom is by the love and the power of God, you know, meeting you right there as you are in all the filth and muck and yuck of it, you know, but the Lord sees your muck and yuck, like, um, and I don't know, I just, and, and he still wants to help you deal with it, you know, um, which I think is powerful. Um, and again, a perfect part of when I'm talking about how we need to remind ourselves of his character, like say that stuff out loud, the Bible, you know what I mean? Like that's in the word of God, like that's his heart for you. Um, so don't settle for the counterfeit, you know, and don't settle. Like we don't, we don't operate in the authority that's there. I think, mm-hmm. A, because we don't know how. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's that's a big part of it. We don't sure. understand. A lot of people don't understand that. But, like, Satan has convinced us that we don't have any authority over him. Mm-hmm. And that there's, you know, like, when he has us, he has us. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, like, that just could not be farther from the truth. Yeah. I mean, like, we don't, I mean, we can't exercise authority over those things. Mm-hmm. I mean, and because we know, because the name of Jesus is above those things. Um, Philippians 2, um, I'm just going to skip to verse 9. Therefore God elevated him to the place of highest honor and gave him the name above all other names, that the name that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue declare that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the mm-hmm. Father. That includes us. That mm-hmm. includes uh Satan, that includes your anxiety, your worry, mm-hmm. everything mm-hmm. will bow to the name mm-hmm. of Jesus. And so start praying to it. Start declaring yeah. that over your life. Yeah. Start using the name that is above every other name to to carry out the authority. I mean, that's what in Matthew, when he's given the Great Commission, that's what he tells his disciples. that mm-hmm. I ha- like All authority has been given to me. Now go and do this. I mean, and he empowers his church to go with that authority and do the work. Mm-hmm. In Luke chapter 8, it came, is what came to mind. I had to like Google it while you were talking because I was like, oh, I was not even sure where it was. But when you're talking about the peace and then now you're talking about operating in, in the authority, um, this is the story that came to mind. But um, Luke chapter 8, I'm reading from NLT, verse 22, starting at verse 22, says, One day Jesus said to his disciples, let's cross to the other side of the lake. So they got into a boat and started out. As they sailed across, Jesus settled down for a nap. So Jesus is asleep. <laughs> But soon a fierce I know storm. I like Jesus. That's such a good. That's <laughs> yeah. one of my favorite parts. That's it. But soon a fierce storm came down on the lake. The boat was filling with water, and they were in real danger. Again, Jesus still asleep. The disciples went and woke him up, shouting, "Master, Master, we're going to drown!" When Jesus woke up, he rebuked the wind and the raging waves. And suddenly the storm stopped and all was calm. Then he asked them, where is your faith? And I just think, you know, we talk about even the winds and um, the seas obey him. Um, Winds and waves, they obey him. I mean, that's where this comes from, um, this scripture and um, or this story. But I think, isn't it like Jesus to be asleep at a, you know, you're at peace enough to be asleep and then all these people are worried about drowning and he wakes up and I picture it almost as if like when my children come to wake me up you know Mm -hmm. about and I'm just like like almost annoyed and then like I fix the problem that they're all worried about I'm like okay can I go back to bed now like what's the interruption here you know what Mm -hmm. I mean because he's just like he gets you know he he wakes up he just makes the storm stop and he's like ask the simple question where is your faith you know like I mean if Jesus is calm and napping you know what I mean? Like, and and you're over here fran- running frantic. I just wonder what that looks like from the outside looking in. You know what I mean? Like, I wonder, like, what the l- deeper lesson there for us is. You know, and I'm like, okay, if you can have enough trust and peace and faith to sleep during a time like this, then I want to have 
the peace that surpasses all logic and understanding and, you know, reasoning in my mind and my flesh and what I know to be able to also rest and to sleep during the middle of this chaotic season. And it's not, again, like a sign of like, don't do anything, but it is, where is your faith at? You know what I mean? Like just to know you're in the presence of God, like you're with the son of man, like you're with Jesus. Do you not think that if there was a problem that he is not only above it all, but loves loves me enough and wants to protect me to where he's going to wake up and deal with it. Like, I mean, I find such comfort in that, Mm -hmm. you know, like so much comfort in like, well, if you're not going to be worried about it, then I'm not going to be over here worried about it either, Mm -hmm. you know? And I know different seasons and circumstances are different and it's a lot easier said than done. Sure. But it's just like, I love the illustration that that kind of paints for us. Yeah. And then, I mean, like, what was that? You said that was in Luke eight. Uh, So like nine chapters later, then you have the disciples finally saying, like, increase our faith, you know, because, uh, and and I I think that, and that's, like, that's just to me, Mm. like, I'm always encouraged by that, Mm -hmm. because here, you know, as you're talking, like, here are guys that are, Mm. actually, I mean, they are, they are, I mean, literally Mm -hmm. walking alongside him, Mm -hmm. and they themselves have to say, or ask, Lord, increase our faith, Yeah, and so, like, if you're sitting out there mm. and you feel like your faith is lacking, like you're in good company. Mm-hmm. So was mm-hmm. the people walking alongside of him, mm-hmm. but we can't stay there. Like say, Lord, increase my faith. That's like it. give me more. Like I need yeah. more, you know, yeah. like I want to trust. I want that. You know, I want peace. Mm-hmm. I want to give you this. Mm-hmm. So help me. So right now, all of a sudden, like the Lord just kind of gave me a vision of like somebody hearing this. And then, and there's this immediate lie as we were talking that just kind of, um, you know, we've all been there and so many people remain there of just like the lie that God's just so far away. Like God just doesn't feel close to me at all. And then like, there's this like tug of war in your spirit that goes on and like part of it is is this lie that you know well although well it's part of it's I want to like you said be close I want to believe I want to operate I hear all these people and I see all these things and I want to be like that I want to have the faith that they have I want to whatever whatever but then the other tug is just like but God's just not that close I just don't hear his voice I don't know how to you know whatever and it's just like I want to concur encourage you it is not an it oh lord give me words it is not a nearness problem it's a faith problem. And is it a bad problem? No, but it shows you how to pray. You can never be close enough to the Father, and you can never be far away from him enough to change where he is in like proximity to you. Does this make sense? Like we're just talking about the disciples who were physically with Jesus, who had struggles with their faith. And so it's not a nearness problem. No one was nearer to Jesus than the disciples. You know, it's not us over here, like in the Midwest, like, God, you feel so far away. Like it's, it's not a nearness problem. Like it is a situation where we have to get in our, get in our posture of worship and prayer and ask the Lord to increase our faith because that is where it comes from. And, you know, and what you're doing and just asking for the increase, you're doing just as the disciples did. You know, you're doing just like any other hungry Christian is doing, you know, you're just asking for him Mm -hmm. to increase your faith, you know? And I mean, I believe he'll do it for people. I mean, I've experienced it in my own life. Like it's, it's real. Like it's, 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 it's not just like one person holier than the other, one person with the better story than the other, or one person, whatever. Like it's so easy to play the comparative game, but I'm so passionate about this because the enemy lies to so many about this. It is a matter of like, are you ready to ask the Lord to increase your faith, part one? Part two, are you willing to do the action steps to let him do that for you? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's not just like a matter of um, you praying and then like the next day you wake up and you have all the faith in the world. You better get ready to walk through some wilderness. Yeah. You better get ready to walk through some yeah. valleys. You better mm-hmm. get ready to like experience some major conflict and, and warfare and whatever because it is in those seasons and those moments where you experience him nearer than you ever have before. That's when you see him work and operate and go before you on your behalf like you have never before and it's when you experience him 
him in places and in ways like never before, that that's what increases your faith. So if you're going to want to ask for your faith to be increased, you better be ready for part B. Um, Anyways, I'm sorry. I just get real, you know. But that's just, I mean, I hate that the enemy lies to so many people with such a silly thing. Well, and the reality is, too, I mean, scripturally, Jesus always went where he was invited. Yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. think about it. Anybody who invited Jesus over, he went. Mm -hmm. Like, he goes. Mm -hmm. He goes to, I mean, whether it was a Pharisee, whether it was a Roman centurion, Mm. if they invited Jesus, he went. Yeah. And so it's like we're always we're so afraid to throw him the invitation. Mm. And it's like that's it might be all that he's waiting for, mm. you know? Yeah. Uh that that conversation led me to that um first Kings. Yes. Talking about yeah. um Elijah. Yeah. Because this story I think is really uh That's good. It's a great example. And that's the thing is it's like and um John talked a little bit about it, but we just underplay. I think we just, we look at the Bible, we think of the Bible, and we think like all these people in here mm. are, you know, but it's like, no, everything that we experience as humans is in here because the Bible is made up of human, like Jesus mm. himself experienced mm. yeah. human things. And yeah. like, I mean, yeah, I was thinking about this the other day. Like, you want to talk about somebody just experiencing depression? Like, why don't you read some of David's Psalms? Like, you don't think that that guy wasn't going through some bouts of depression Mm -hmm. and those things? Like, it happens, and it's it's all real human emotions Mm -hmm. and and dealings, but it's how they dealt with them a lot of times, is it? But, so all I'd say, um, in uh, 1 Kings chapter 19... Um, basically Elijah, he's, he's going through it. He's going through, there's a lot, a lot of stuff. You can read the backstory on your own, but basically he's gone through a whole lot of things and all of those things had led him, have led him to, to take off, to run. He's, he's on the run. And so, uh, picking up in verse three, uh, it says, Elijah was afraid and fled for his life. First note there is, uh, fear is only a, an assignment from the enemy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Elijah was afraid and fled for his life. He went to Beersheba, a town in Judah, and he left his servant there. Then he went on alone into the wilderness, traveling all day. He sat down under a solitary broom tree and prayed that he might die. So here's a guy that's done. Mm-hmm. He's over it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's I mean, he prayed that he might die. I have had enough, Lord. He said, take my life, for I am no better than my ancestors who have already died. Then he lay down and slept under the broom tree. But as he was sleeping, an angel touched him and told him, get up and eat. He looked around, and there beside his head was some bread baked on hot stones and a jar of water. So he ate and drank and lay down again. Then the angel of the Lord came again and touched him and said, get up and eat some more, or the journey ahead will be too much for you. Mm. So here's a guy who, I mean, again, talk about some depression, wow. talk about worry, whatever. He's afraid enough to run. Mm-hmm. He's in the wilderness by himself and literally telling the Lord, take my life. Mm-hmm. Like, please take my life. And it's, it's just, you know, so then he goes to sleep and I just love that what, what we see here is we, the, the Lord doesn't take his life. Yeah. Instead, he gives them the strength mm-hmm. to keep going. He gives them bread. He gives them a nap. Mm. He gives them some bread and water. Like the bread of life. Not That's just any cool. Not just any bread. Mm. This is baked bread. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't just <laughs> say like, here, have some cold <laughs> rolls. Like, yeah. no, these are like some cheddar bay biscuits. <laughs> uh, and so gives him <sighs> gives him fresh baked bread, mm-hmm. water, mm-hmm. lets him sleep again, mm-hmm. and then says, no, that's still not, like, I'm going to give you even more strength, more than what wow. most people would say, oh, a meal and a nap is all I need. Mm. The Lord says, no, you need two naps and two meals. Yeah. And well, what is it? How did you end? Read that verse again where it says, or um, get up and eat again. Or uh, Yeah, then the angel of the Lord came again and touched him and said, get up and eat some more or the journey ahead will be too much for you. Yeah, and you just think about, like, again, we are foolish to think that it's not, we just always want to pray that the Lord remove a hard thing. We always want to be disappointed or mad at God when he doesn't remove the hard thing. And I'm just, ah, uh, like we miss so much because we, 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 
don't trust the Lord to walk us through the hard thing. Like he's giving us the bread of life to help sustain us to go through the hard thing. And sometimes we're just so busy pouting at God, we don't eat the bread. And then we, what are we doing? Well, the hard thing is coming, whether we like it or not. And it's like, how are we going to walk the hard thing? Because on this side of heaven, like they're going to be so many situations and circumstances that we unfortunately do have to walk. But because of God's grace and because of his mercy, he gives us things like supernaturally or very practically that help sustain us when we walk through difficult seasons. And I mean, I've had to watch people. Um, I mean, just, I mean, I've, I've just witnessed, I've been so fortunate to witness incredible people of faith have to walk through really hard things that are truly unimaginable. And yet somehow you're just like, how are you doing this? Like, how are you doing this? And their testimony has been, it's only the Lord. It's only the Lord. And like, what does that do? That builds and, you know, it just builds, it increases their faith. Like what we talked about, but I don't know. And I've told you guys before so much of my testimony of just like, I, I never want to turn back. Um, I would never want, I would, I wouldn't, I would never want to change my wilderness experience in the last few years because I've never experienced or encountered encountered the nearness of the Lord that I have now. And it's like, you just don't get that until you're in it. And so I like want to encourage us to shift our mindset when it comes to hard things ahead, like in trusting that the Lord really will meet us and provide us and lead, and go before us through those hard seasons and through those hard journeys. Um, I mean, we're just not exempt from them. Yeah. Period. Well, I, I always think about the, it's like the kind of the joke or the the story of the guy that's stranded on his roof and he prays out to God, like, you know, God, come save me. And then, you know, like this guy comes by on a boat and is like, hey, man, I've got this boat, you know, you want to get in and I'll take you to, to safety. And the guy's like, no, 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 I'm good. God's going to save me. And then, you know, like he stays there and he's like, you know, he prays again, God, Lord, I know I need help. I need you to save me. And then, you know, a helicopter comes by and this guy's like, hey, I'm going to send down a rope. And I'm going to, you know, pull you up and we'll save you. And then he's like, no, 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 God's got it. You know, he's going to save me. And then, um, well, so he ends up drowning and dying and he gets to heaven. He's like, God, I prayed. And, you know, like, why didn't you, why didn't you save me? And he's like, man, I sent you a boat. I sent you a helicopter. <laughs> like, what else did you need me to send you for you to get the message that I was like trying to save you? And that, I think it's just a great picture of, like he gives us what we need. It just might not always look like, mm -hmm. like you're saying, it might not always be the way we want. He may not remove the hardship, mm -hmm. but he will give us the tools we need to get through it. To yeah. get to the He'll other give side. you baked bread and an He'll angel. He'll give you baked bread <laughs> and an angel to deliver it. Yeah. And a nap. I mean, and come on. I, who who right now out there couldn't use some come baked on. bread and a nap? That's it. That's all. That would get yeah, me through right now. That's scriptural. Give me some baked bread. <laughs> Some cinnamon butter, oh my some gosh. cinnamon butter, some baked bread. And if you were going to eat one, like, what's your go-to bread? Like, if you were going to eat, like, from a restaurant, let's do that. Like, you're going to go to a restaurant, and they provide bread. What's your favorite one? I know mine. I don't have to think about it. Are you going to say Red Lobster? Yeah. I mean, 100%. Yeah. The Cheddar Bay Biscuit will be in heaven. Yeah. they th Those are really, really good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love those. I also love, like, Texas Roadhouse because you said cinnamon butter. Mm. Like, that's a really good place for me. Um, but even just, like, simple, like, okay, this is going to – you're making an Amish joke. But, like, when I was little, <laughs> <laughs> like, um, when I was little – It's not a joke my, if it's true, bro. my granny and my papa would always have potato bread, like – Potato bread? <laughs> what is that? You just look it up. It's called potato bread, and it's, like, yellow. I'm like, it's it right really now. soft and moist, and it's just so good. It's but I remember, like, what the packaging and everything that it looks like. But um, so anyways. Is there potatoes in it? I have no idea. I just know it's literally called potato bread. Potato and bread and is a form of bread in which potato flour or potato replaces a portion of the regular wheat flour. And is it yellow? Like there, it is it's like cooked a, in a variety of ways. Um, yeah, I'd say it's got a yellow. Yeah, it's yellow, got yellow a yellow to hint to it of color, and it's just like that's like the best sandwich bread. Hmm. Yeah. Potato bread. And then there's also bread from Europe, but we don't have to talk. About 
bread from Europe. I like bread, okay? Like, my favorite bread is the bread of life, so let's move on yeah. and get back on What top. would you consider to be the bread from Europe? Um, like French bread? No, it's called, like, brush, um, oh, bruschetta. bruschetta bread, right? Yeah. Isn't that, like, a European bread? Well, I don't... Uh, hold on. Now we're going to have to look that up. I don't know that necessarily... I thought it bruschetta, was... Bruschetta, I think, is, like, a... But I think they have on it. the bread. I just need to... See, I wasn't prepared to really have this When are we ever prepared? Yeah. It's but, Italian. Oh, okay. It's an anti-pasto starter dish. So, yeah, it's like, I think... No, but is that it, the sweet bread? Like, it's sweet. It's consisting of a grilled bread rubbed with garlic and topped with olive oil and no, salt. No, this is something different. It's and then not it, the same. Variations may include toppings of tomato, vegetables, nope. beans, cured meat, or cheese. No, 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 no. That's wrong. This is That's not the, the bread. Look, I'm just <laughs> looking up what you, what you talk about. Okay, anyway... I mean, can you imagine how quickly we can go off course? Wow. Uh, We're looking up bread definitions on the internet right now. Yeah, it's okay. Squirrel. It's, it's yeah, but bread lobsters. My, but I can get Bo when we go to, like, Showdown here or, like, Texas Roadhouse. My son Bo will just, with a spoon, or actually most of the time his finger or just his tongue in general, will just eat. Wait, what bread, bread did you just Google? Bruschetta. Okay, no, it's not that. I think bruschetta, I don't know that bruschetta is the bread. I think it's like actually a, a brand. It's a dip, like, or it's a dish. No, like but that's not it. That's not it. Like what I'm looking at it right now. But it's, it says, it, but it, I don't know. It says, it says French family baker, hand braided, B R I O C H E. Brioche. Brioche. Mm. That's what it is. Brioche. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I knew. Yeah. You Anyways. can get those. You can get a brioche bun. You can get them at Kroger. Yeah. I mean, they're not as, I'm sure, You can get them at Panera but, as well. Yeah, but. Panera bread. Yeah. So anyways. 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 There you go. <laughs> speaking you of, never know. Speaking you of mental never, health. <laughs> you never know where this podcast is going to go. Oh, my gosh. Oh, people are like, holy smokes. I was like in the spirit. And the next thing I know, we're talking about red lobster and some brioche. <laughs> it's almost lunchtime. <laughs> what do you expect? It, it, we, we lasted as long as we could yep. before we started talking about food. Do you have any other like questions? I don't know. Um, I mean, there or was, was there anything else that like we talked about with uh, our high school or the high schoolers that we I thought? Oh, that's a good well, I mean, there was like that random one about the. Basically, the guy on the—I don't really want to get into that. Okay, then the, don't. The, that one. That one's. That's a whole nother. That's a whole nother thing. The, yeah. the the faith thing. Uh, oh. Or the never never heard or whatever. Oh yeah. That's that's a yeah, whole other. That episode. might be another. Yeah, that might be another another thing. No, I think we pretty well covered. Cool. We pretty well covered it all in yeah. some form or fashion. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, I think it's just, it's it's a complicated thing mm-hmm. but it's also not mm-hmm. all at the same time yeah our minds yeah and so um i mean that's been for me just like i'm i'm really i'm learning just how much like if i would just take in scripture it just solves so much it does. and the more of it i take in the more problems i find aren't really problems yeah. they're just things well, that I have that I now they're, they're problems that I now have mm-hmm. the answer for yeah well that is that is one thing we did talk about um <clears throat> with the high schoolers that I mean essentially sums up really everything we have said so far but like the first thing being like their run like the bible isn't isn't um delicate by like they don't beat it doesn't beat around the bush when telling you like what to do from sin like you run from it you flee from it like going back to when we talked about the things that you know you ask the lord to expose it's a point out any wicked way in me you know and and don't be too prideful to think that you don't yeah. because that's the that's the first thing that will get really sick and twisted is when you think you've got nothing to fix or that you mm-hmm. think you're too holy or that you're self-righteous yeah. or whatever like calling that out right now like we all always have something to be pruned and refined in on this side of heaven and and asking the lord like what is it in me like that we need to work on that you know yeah. like that whatever and and but he's just he doesn't beat around the bush he says run so if there are things in your life that are not from god or of god run from it. Don't just, you know, think, oh, I'll handle it tomorrow or, oh, it's really not that big of a deal or, you know, whatever. No, run from it. 
run from it. And um, the second thing and the last thing, just talking about having like the endurance and the fortitude and the toughness and the grit to like go through difficult seasons um, and combat well. But like on the contrary, there are so many people who use the words like I'm, I have anxiety. I'm anxious. Like I have depression. I am depressed, like depressed. And like you do, you know, suffer through oppression and all these things, whatever. Like, um, there are people who really know what that's like to walk because it is legit. Um, but there are people at the same time who don't have those things Mm -hmm. who say they do Mm -hmm. and they wear it like a badge of honor Mm -hmm. and calling out high school students was very important to Mm -hmm. me about this because we've all been high school students so we get it but also to have I mean just to call it out in adults yeah because it's there it's there and so it's like you don't have anxiety like when you're nervous about a situation that the Lord is stretching your comfort zone Mm -hmm. that's not anxiety you know what I mean like that's not that and like to say that you're depressed Depressed or have depression and you're like just bored at your job or like a poor decision and a disobedient, you know, and in a way that you were disobedient, like led you to a situation that now you have consequences. Like, okay, like you're not depressed. Like you were disobedient, like, you know, and like, and that's going to pass in a minute. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, there's just so many different things. and, and, And it's like, it does, I think, add to the conversation of the disunity, like in why people in the church maybe understand and have grace for those who suffer with anxiety, depression, and those in the church who don't. Because that, like, it's confusing when you deal with people all day long and you're just like, this isn't that, you know, that's frustrating. Yeah. Like, why do you, you yeah. know. No, you just had a bad day. Yeah, you just had a bad day. You just need a Cheddar Bay biscuit and a nap. <laughs> that's exactly right, you know. But I think just, I think to be, convicted in our spirit of when we're when we don't take lightly or when we take lightly the things that come off our tongue mm-hmm. and and the power behind speaking life and speaking death and claiming things to you that are not supposed to be claimed to you yeah. um and and well, yeah well that goes back to Elijah exactly. mean, talking about that story like yes. he was never even meant to be there he wasn't never he meant shouldn't to be have there. been there yeah he exactly. shouldn't have been there yeah and had he not if he wouldn't have been there yeah then he wouldn't have been asking the Lord to take his life. Yeah. Like he was, and, and we, mm-hmm. we put ourselves in so many spots mm-hmm. that we're not even, like the Lord never intended us to be there. We're not yeah. supposed to be there. And then yeah. we're like, well, what the heck? Yeah. Why am I here? Yeah. Because I, you put yourself there. Yeah. I, mean, I do it all the time. Yeah. Talked about it last episode. <laughs> I mean, like we were never intended to be here. Yeah. And then we're like, well, what the heck, Lord? Mm-hmm. And he's like, what the heck, dude? Yeah. You know, like I didn't, well, I didn't put you there. In like, all seriousness. But again, that goes back. This is the last thing I say, I think. But like God's not petty. He's not a petty God. I, I read that the other day and someone was talking real bold and I wasn't sure how to handle it, but I'm like, but I like that. He's not a petty God. He's holy and he's reverent. So we get in situations where we have to then endure some discipline and we want to be like, oh, he just, what? he's not a petty God. Like you are disobedient and you're operating in sin. And because you lack holy fear, you think you're dealing with a petty God. And that's a problem. Like we do not fully comprehend like truly the vastness of his reverence, like in his holiness. And, and, and like, he can, uh, he cannot allow it. You know, we've talked about it before. Like he's a just and loving God. Sure. He's not a petty God. Like we just have to understand that, like, although he does love us, like discipline is required. It is required of him because of who he is. And because of who we are in our flesh, we, then sometimes default to bitterness mm-hmm. towards God or default towards like, you know, being pouty about God or a default into somehow it's God's fault and not, we don't take responsibility for our actions or we think that he's unjust, unjustifiable by making us do something or whatever. And it's like, again, from the very beginning of this podcast, what did we say? Like to combat things in our mind like we go back to the word we go back to the truth we go back to to declaring what we know about God to be true in his character and when we really believe that and soak it in when we get in situations like that in our flesh and we want to believe all these petty things about ourselves Mm -hmm. you know like and it's just like no like then you're able to be like okay Lord humble me you know 
help me, you know, to see you in your holy place and help me to see the areas I need refined. Help me want to love repentance. Like yeah. help me, help me love to like come to your feet and apologize and want to be made better, you yeah. know? Um, it, so anyways, but it's just a whole thing, but I can't encourage you enough to just like take all of this in for food for thought and know mm-hmm. that like you're not alone in these questions and, and and we welcome you into this conversation and um I think it's an important one to have although you know we are probably like the least qualified people to have the conversation I mean but here we are here we are so yeah anyways it's powerful stuff it is good stuff yeah I agree Christians need to quit mm. pouting <laughs> too pouty we're too pouty we, yeah we can be that way yeah mm-hmm. quit pouting <laughs> mm. I love it good stuff Mm-hmm. All right. Well, it's time for us to go eat some food. That's it. And Mexican food Friday. To, yeah, I'm going to ask them if they got any bread. <laughs> I think I need some bread. If we have tortilla chips. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna, I need some bread. Oh, uh, well, oh, we man. appreciate you all for, for listening. Good time, as always. Uh, if We would love for you, as we mentioned at the beginning, we would love for you to join in on this conversation. So please, 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 um, we'd love to hear your thoughts, your comments, your questions. You could do that, eric at centralnow.com, brooke at centralnow.com. Shoot us an email. Uh, we would love uh, to talk with you, to, to hear those things, to hear your feedback. Uh, we always love hearing from you all that listen. It's always great. Um, if you, again, um, maybe, you know, somebody that, uh, you need to have this conversation with, or you need to start this conversation with this podcast can be a great tool to, to start that conversation. So you can share this episode with them and just be like, Hey, listen to this episode. Then let's grab some coffee and talk about it, you know, and see what you think. Uh, we're good. Um, we're good at, at starting awkward conversations for you. <laughs> um, so yeah, use, use it that way. Um, but we always appreciate you all listening and uh, being a part of this Praise Podcast fam as we enter into season three. Season three. That means it's year a big three. Deal. Year Woo! three. Wowzer. So cool. So great. Mm-hmm. We love you all. We appreciate you listening. It's time for us to go celebrate Brooke's big 30th <laughs> birthday. So be sure to uh, wish Brooke a happy birthday Aww. this weekend when you see her or whenever you see her. The next time you see Brooke uh, in person, say happy birthday. <laughs> And uh, yeah, so as always, let's be people that in every day bring the praise. We'll see you next time.